Hello, everybody. How you doing? I hope all is well. Welcome to Attempts at Wisdom. Today's question is, how can we be happier? We're definitely going to return to this idea of happiness. Obviously, a huge concern for a lot of people, myself included. And today's approach, I think, is a good one. We're going to get some quotes from Seneca, the Stoic philosopher, to help us out. And ultimately, I think happiness should not be our first or primary or main aim in life. I think happiness is kind of a result of other things. I mean, maybe it's possible happiness can kind of strike you, right? I think that's sort of possible to a very kind of ancient Greek extent, right? Um, The fates kind of descend. Who knows? But ultimately, I think, especially for the Stoics, we have to take what's in our control very seriously, try to take action on that to create a healthy, joyful inner disposition um, such that we're generally happy in our lives. Of course, we're always going to be happy, right? Nobody escapes chance. Our happiness will be impacted negatively by the universe. And again, we can work to kind of even grapple with that such that we transcend that suffering and become happy again, right? So here's some quotes from Seneca that I think get us kind of walking down that road of how can we be happier? First one, the fool's life is empty of gratitude and full of fears. Its course lies wholly toward the future. Keeping it short, the future is always uncertain. There's going to be some fear there. Me personally, when I think about the future, even positive stuff, if I don't stop that conversation quickly enough, it usually tends to go into some negative things. So the idea for the Stoics, among others, is not that we should only live in the present, of course, right? But we should primarily focus on looking at this moment, what it can offer us, what we can do, right? Stoics, big on the fulfillment of duties, right? So finding happiness in a sense of purpose, a sense of obligation, the sense that we have to pursue goodness, right? So instead of looking to the future, we should instead turn to the moment and see what we can add and what we can get from the present, right? Gratitude, I think, is a great pathway to that. I've had students do great sort of gratitude practices where they wake up and they ground themselves in the moment. What am I grateful for right now? Even being grateful for waking up and consciously thinking about that or writing that is a great way to, I think, increase our general happiness in life. Also, future, given that it's uncertain, as I said, will usually connect to some fears. So how do we prevent that from happening? Well, again, we cultivate the strength in the moment that we need, or at least, you know, the strength we perceive we may need in the future. We can only live now, and that's what we should focus on, right? Next quote, add statues, paintings, and whatever any art has devised for luxury, you will only learn from such things to crave still. This is about desire, right? I think this is a great idea as well. The idea perhaps that we desire material things, we feel a momentary sense of happiness, and then all of a sudden we're back to wanting more, right? So we feed that fire. I think that's a really good quote, although, of course, it's from the ancient philosophers. I think that's a great quote for modern society, right? We're driven by the acquisition of these things. Again, he's saying paintings, statues, maybe not those necessarily, of course, right? But cars, clothes, other items for luxury, but happiness can still sort of be elusive. Why? Well, as he's saying here, you're just training yourself to want more things. It's the same thing with goals, right? The idea that we need a purpose in life, but we have to have a healthy relationship to the achievement of the goals that work within that purpose, which is to say, I'll be happy when I graduate. Be careful. I'll be happy when I get the promotion. Yeah, maybe for a couple minutes, of course, as you should be, celebrate. But ultimately, we're designed to pursue. So the more you achieve, the more you're likely to want to achieve more. So we have to, again, 
keep a vigilant eye on that sort of natural, we could say almost natural at least, inclination. Next quote. When one is busy and absorbed in one's work, the very absorption affords great delight. And I think that's a good antidote to the problem the last quote presents. Right? It's not about the result. It's about the effort. It's about the intention. And that's big for the Stoics. Right? The great sort of metaphor I like from the Stoics is to behave in life as if you're an archer. Right? You can sharpen your arrow. You can tighten your bow. You can set your feet well. You can visualize the shot. But ultimately, once you let go of the arrow, you can't control the wind or if it starts raining or if your target moves. Right? So we have to feel good about setting up our shots, which is to say, what is our intention? Do we have a strong sense of purpose? Do we take action and focus on what we can control to the best of our ability? And all these things kind of lead us to a happier life. Right? The idea of being absorbed in our work, not absorbed in our results, is a very effective way, I think, to lead a happier life. Because if we think about what tortures us, perhaps, strong word, um, a lot of that's going to be based on results. Whereas when you're really immersed in a task, when you're in a flow state, when you're really having a great conversation, when you're really focusing on a project, when you're really engaged, that's when life becomes meaningful. And I think after that meaning, or as a result of that meaning, we can become happy. Right? So it's not the results. The results are too fleeting. It's about our consciousness and our engagement with the moment that's with us at the time. Hope this was helpful. I'm going to keep this short today. Thank you for listening. Take care.